Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Eyes on the Mize. My name is John. That's Ian. Hello, and greetings from Hotel in <laughs> somewhere United States. <laughs> Fair. Uh, this is episode 96. Uh, guild membership has its perks. That it does. Because we're smack dab in the middle of Guilds of Ravnica preview season. It's great. Well, I mean, so far, anyway. Yep. We've had two days of previews, um, which means we may be able to actually get through all the cards we have on the list. I mean, yes? Maybe this time? Question, like, question we, mark. We, we say that every time, and then it doesn't quite happen, I guess? I don't know. Turns just, out we have opinions. I would say it's more thoughts, but it's also thoughts and opinions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no real big guys in the community news. Um, there was the Japanese Nationals, which I understood was really spicy this past weekend, which was won by Mono Blue Slitherblade. Mono Blue uh, Aggro. Yeah. Um, I mean, actually, we, that's, there was some other community news, too, actually. If you were planning to go to SCG Philly, cough, cough me, it got canceled because the venue had flood damage. Womp womp. Sad yep. It, yeah, they hold it in kind of like the basement of the Valley Forge Casino. Oh. I'm assuming it's a, it's a relatively small-ish venue, which is not bad, and I'm assuming they get it for a good deal. But it, it fit for SCG events in terms of the size, but it's it's a shame that, unfortunately, they had to cancel. Yeah. Well, thankfully, they canceled it before anyone pre-ordered, so that was nice. R.I.P. team event. Oh, well. I didn't uh, have a team also, yet, Oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but as a reminder, um, next week on the 18th, we have our official Guilds of Ravnica preview card um, coming out. It's going to be live streamed. Um, I'll be available that day, so we'll, be, we'll both be on there talking up, hyping up our card because it's really cool. Um, so do you want to, just, do you want to, to just make that? Do you want to? Do you want to just make that like the episode for next week? Just rip the audio. Yeah, <laughs> we can do that. Something. I mean, I feel like we'd be double tapping. You never know. It's fine. People, uh, we'll just do like special. We'll do a special episode. I don't give like instead of recording a podcast, we did a live stream. Oh no! Oh no! Just the worst. But yeah, you guys will find it on my channel because we don't have a podcast channel, and I figure it'd be pointless to do it on there. Yeah, pretty much. Hashtag for the clicks. Uh, no, it'll be on twitch.tv slash dicks. You see what I did there? Dicks for the clicks? I don't know. I don't get it. I rhymed it. I know you did. I did see that. Anyways. Hey. Um, but yeah, it's going to be on the 18th. Uh, the next day is the pre-pre-release, uh, which they announced the last guest was Hallie Santo. So that's going to be exciting. Yeah. Oh, um, and also we're apparently on like the last day of previews. So yeah. hooray. Yeah, which is kind of um, nice because actually there there's some con more context to our card now that we know because of stuff that's coming out. We'll get we'll get a lot more context as things come out too. So we'll oh yeah we'll have a lot to say about our card once oh it's once great Tuesday rolls around. Like we already had a lot to talk about. Now there's more more stuff to talk about, which is hashtag thoughts and opinions. Yes, hashtag thoughts and opinions. Um. But let's just go ahead and dive into these Guilds of Ravnica previews, and I think the best place to start with is what got revealed today, which is gates. How many of them, John? Because uh, 11 gates. What? There are 11... <laughs> so there are 11 gates, or card lands with, with the subtype gate in Guilds of Ravnica. There are two copies of each guild gate, so that's probably going to be the same between here as well as in Ravnica Allegiance. So there's going to be two Izzy Guild Gates, two Boros Guild Gates, two Golgari Guild Gates, and so on. And then the 11th gate is Gateway Plaza, which is basically 
Transguild Spire. Transguild Promenade. Promenade. It's literally Transguild Promenade. Yeah, except it has gate, which is nice. Well, um, yeah, it, it's it's an up my bad updated Transguild Promenade. Yes, um, and so the mana fix is going to be really good in the set for limited. Um, you can either stay in your two color lanes, or if you want to be greedy, you can draft all the guild gates. And they showed two cards that should help you out when you're drafting your five color guild control. Uh, the first of which was District Guide, which is Tuna Green for a uncommon elf scout. She's a two two. And when District Guide enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a basic land or gate, reveal it, and put it into your hand and shuffle your library. So really, very good, very good fixer. Going to be a slam dunk in all your decks, whether Strict- you're trying to just be two-color or whether you're trying to be greedy. Strictly more flexible, Civic Wayfinder slash Borderland Ranger. Yep. Strictly Granted, better, Gatekeeper gate, gate Vine. Yes. Uh, it is up to up shifted to uncommon from common for the other two, but yeah. this is going to be a really really good card for you to want if you want to go real greedy and be <laughs> and be the gatekeeper. Yeah. By the way, so for those who don't know, Borderland Ranger and Civic Wayne Finder both are two in a green two two creature type whatever, uh, but they both have the search your library for a basic land card. That's it. Gatekeeper Vine is a one in a green O two defender that you can search for a basic land or gate. This kind of like mashes them together yep. in terms of it's stats a, and, and abilities. Yeah, it's a very flexible body. Now, the other card is the card that really kind of sells you on this idea of Guild Gate Control. Ian, what does Guild Summit do? Well, Guild Summit, I also want to say before we go, it's a Story Spotlight card. Great. But we cool. don't know the order. Well, we know the technically the quote-unquote <laughs> order of two of them. We'll get to the other one in a bit, because good lord. Anyway, Guild Summit, two and a blue. Enchantment at Uncommon. When Guild Summit enters the battlefield, you may tap any number of untapped gates you control. Draw a card for each gate tapped this way. Whenever a gate enters the battlefield under your control, draw a card. Yep, that's so, a... That's a card. <laughs> really helpful if you're trying to build, again, that, this five-color Guild Gate control deck, you know. Take all, one, lands, take, all one, take all the lands, take all the good cards. Take all the gates. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god, it's Kanza Tarkir all over again. Ah. <laughs> no. Well, hopefully if you're in a guild, since you're in guilds and not three-color you know, clans, it'll be a little bit easier to make your mana work. But Obzon exists, bro. Obzon exists. <laughs> Obzon always exists. Jeskai uh, yeah, exists. Yes. Um, but yeah, Guild Summit looks like it'd be really interesting. Uh, I'm super excited to open this and be like, yep, we're doing it. Every guild gate. This is, yeah, this is definitely a janky John card, and I love it. <laughs> I, I would love to, I, I would I would slam this on turn three and then turn all my lands into cantrips. I would love to slam this on turn five or whatever and then draw, you know, two, three extra cards. You never know. Well, right, you're the kind of guy who loves a, loves himself a goblin guide or, what was the other one, quiet? Oh, what was the other one? Uh, the one with tapping? Quiet, it wasn't quiet speculation, was it? Oh, no, goblin slide. No, I got the other one, the blue one. The, the other one was quite speculation. But quite okay, speculation I was right. Wasn't as good. Well, but still, like you drafted, I know you would. I did whenever, when, when necessary. But yeah, it, it's it's a really interesting. This is gonna be a real fun card to play. I I look it's niche. To it's very niche. It, it it is very niche. I will I will give it that. The art's great on it. Oh, the art is fantastic. Uh, speaking of, uh, <laughs> so after watching uh, the most recent Tap Tap Concede. Um, they were opening a pack of Ursus Destiny and they were talking about how there's Goblin Gardener who when it dies destroys a land and there's Goblin Mason who when it dies destroys a wall. 
and these these goblin um goblin job cards are really interesting although this one is very literal this is goblin crater maker right it is it's a strictly better bear (laughs) it is it's one in the red for a 2-2 goblin warrior at uncommon i'm so glad red's getting bears now instead of hikers uh and goblin crater maker reads one generic mana sacrifice goblin crater maker colon choose one goblin crater maker deals two damage to target creature or destroy target colorless non-land permanent my that that's that's a mighty nice carn you got there <laughs> it's a sh- shame if it turned into a crater It'd be a shame if a goblin had to come along and wreck it see also ugin see yep see ugin see worm coil although that's not great see uh what's the name of that other card um oblivion stone yeah you can get just, rid of o stone you can get rid of thought not seers you can get rid of reality smashers but it, you got this card as well off of it too yeah th- this card well no not for this one uh Reality Smasher is only spells, not abilities. Oh. You get wrecked, yeah. Reality Smasher. Get wrecked. <laughs> so yeah, Goblin Crater Maker is really interesting. Um I feel like it's distro- I feel like it's they've been pushing goblins to try and be a little more I mean, we already had eight whack as a deck. Yeah. And now they're just getting cyborg cards. And in standard we have a, we have a lord in Goblin Trash Master. Yeah. So And also no, Worlder me. <laughs> Worldly boy, yeah, <laughs> one worldly boy. Now, and as far as crater breaker is concerned, I'm not sure like why it says destroy target colorless non-land permanent unless they're literally aiming this card for older formats because there's not a lot in standard right now that deals with colorless permanents. Now John, that Kaladesh has rotated, John, but John, what, John, what? Put what? it in your cube. I'm thinking about it. We'll see. You know you want to. <laughs> I mean, no one can stop me. So. That is very true. I mean, it no is one, your cube. No, no one can stop me. Um, I did just add Walking Ballista to the cube, though, which is fun. Um, you hadn't added it yet? I, I didn't have it yet, no. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. Uh, so the next card was previewed by uh, Good, Luck ha- Good Luck High Five Magic. Formerly known and, as Magic to Amateuring. Yeah, oh boy. Oh this, boy. This card has a text box. <laughs> it, it definitely does. There's no flavor text on this card, although I, I think its flavor text would just be Rower. All right. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, hashtag, what does this card cuti- do? hashtag cutest card in the set, JK Lol. Anyway, Nullhide Ferox is a two green green creature beast at Mythic that is a 6 6 with hexproof. Okay. You there has can't, to be downsides. Oh, you can't cast non creature spells. Okay, that's, a, that's, that's an all right downside. Although, if I'm green, I don't really think that's a downside, but carry on. Pay two, generic. Nullhide Ferox loses all abilities until end of turn. Any player may activate this ability. Okay. So uh, it's like a pseudo tax on targeted removal. Okay. Correct. But however, however, it's not all. If a spell or ability an opponent controls causes you to discard Nullhide Ferox, put it onto the battlefield instead of putting it into your graveyard. That's right, kids. It's got the Loxodon Smiter Claws. It's got the oblivion or the um, obstinate Bailoth clause. It, yeah. Why does it have that? I don't know, John. You were saying beforehand they're like, oh, maybe Liliana, and I'm like, no, man, come on. No, well, hey, I didn't talk. say maybe Liliana. I didn't say maybe Liliana. I said it has the Liliana of the Veil text, which is why Smiter enters at four is a three is a three mana four four and enters at four power, so you can kill a Liliana. It's the same reason why obstinate Bailoth is a four four. This card. This, this is, is just. This is one swole boy. It is a very small boy. And this card, like, I don't know if it replaces certain cards, 
I don't in, know. like, modern. Like, I mean, opposite of Bailoth gains you four life. I don't think this does. But a 6-6 six, six Hexproof? That's hard to deal with. Yeah. I mean, it was funny, too, is I was like, oh, you can just pay three mana and, you know, deal with it with a fatal push. Oh, right. That card's out of standard. Oops. Yeah, it's rotating. Yeah. It, There's still I some mean, other you could, you could Necrotic Wound it if you have six creatures in your graveyard. You can just counter it on the way down. You can counter it on the way down. Too. Countering it on the way down is how you get around Hexproof. <laughs> that is true. That thinking is, that thinking guy emoji. Way. Don't have to worry about Hexproof. It doesn't reach the battlefield. <laughs> Speaking of green cards that are kind of scary. Um, oh, boy. The next one is Beast Whisperer. It's two green green for a rare elf druid previewed by uh, Gabby Sparks. Um, and it, it has a simple line of text. Whenever you cast a creature spell, draw a card. Yeah, so Prim- Primordial Sage got a little smaller. Yeah. Primordial Sage, by the way, is a four green, four green, green, four, five with the same thing, and also Glimpse of Nature on a stick, however you want to call yeah. it. Um, uh, what's it there called? There was... Um, soul of whatever it is, nature. Yeah, the Soul of the Harvest, that whatever... Soul of Harvest, that's not... token creature enters the battlefield, draw a card, yeah. Ooh, Beast Whisperer is very interesting, and I don't think... This is a type of ability, and it's costed in such a way that I don't think this is going to be, like, busted in standard. I totally see Saffron Olive making a janky, you know, Beast Whisperer deck where you draw a bunch of cards and kill your opponent somehow. I don't know. Yeah, literally green EDH players everywhere were like, well, crap, got to find a spot in this de- in my deck now for this card. <laughs> like, yeah, liter- that card's very good. Literally, like, I'm trying to think about my Animar deck now because yeah. this it's should very- get oh, in yeah. there. Oh, yeah. GG, play this, and then play all your free morphs and just chain them all together. That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, we have... I mean, I do play Soul of the Harvest in there, too, and I think Primordial Sage as well, but this is yeah. just, like, imminently more castable, like, on the front end. Like, you're not playing your Primordial Sage or your Soul of the Harvest until, you like, your, you know, your Animar is on, like, three or four counters, so you're just paying green-green for it. Like, you can pay, yeah. like, f- you know, put this down, then get your Animar out and start the Animar train rolling at that point. Eight. Yeah, so it'll be so, interesting to see how where where this card slots in. It's not. Uh, it's pretty dang good though. Oh, it's very. It's pretty good. I think. Like first Speaking pickable of, in draft, maybe. Maybe two three is kind of fragile though. Yeah, that is true. Depending. I mean, we've seen a lot of like two damage. Oh wait, no, there was that. Oh, there's that card coming up that deals three damage. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um. But anyways, uh, speaking of rotation, um. Blue control decks in standard are, have been wondering what's going to replace Glimmer of Genius or Hieroglyphic Illumination, because both of those are leaving us. And uh, Pleasant Kenobi um, previewed this card, Chemister's Insight. Ian, what does Insight do? So Chemister's Insight is a three blue for an instant that at Uncommon that says, draw two cards. And it has Jumpstart. Reminder for Jumpstart, for those of you who might have forgotten... You may cast this card from your graveyard by discarding a card in addition to paying its other costs, then exile this card. So you can cast Chemistry's Insight on your end step, draw two cards, then you draw for your turn. Odds are one of those is going to be a land. Then you just discard that land, jumpstart jump Chemistry's Insight, and draw two more cards. Pretty much. Ta-da! Oh, and you got to yeah, exile Chemistry's Insight after that, too. Yeah, it's not like a retrace do. card. That would, that would be dumb. Um, so yeah, Chemistry Insight is going to replace those those draw two effects in the in our control decks. It's it's definitely interesting, and the fact that you can jumpstart it means that you know I don't think pe- people want to play all four of these anyway. So they may play, just play two or three because again, it's just like 
well, I don't need a land, you know. I mean, by the, or I'm in the control mirror, discard this removal spell that does nothing. Yeah, by the end, I know Glimmer was only seeing like a two or three of anyway in the blue, uh, the white blue decks. So yeah, it, it was it definitely it's when uh when you weren't slamming an auto four of uh torrential gear hulk in your deck, Glimmer Genius became like a three of. So yeah. I could definitely, you, or if you weren't playing the full slot of your torrential gear hulks. No, that's what I'm saying. When you were when, like yeah, when gear Hulk, yeah, if you're playing two or three gear hulks, you're probably playing two or three glimmer. But yeah, no, this is definitely going to see some standard play for sure. Absolutely. Speaking of cards that are going to see standard play, or I will be surprised if he doesn't. Niv Mizzet Perrin. You're crazy, bro. Is a new card. Wait, you said he's going to see standard play? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Dude, you're crazy, man. No, nope. crazy. Pie bet. Are we doing those now? Do you want to? And I'm already getting pied in the face twice for thinking the Shocklands weren't going to get reprinted. I've gone crazy now. And I'll give you this one. Okay. <laughs> so Niv Mizzet Perrin. Um, I'm going to get to his mana cost last. Okay. He's a legendary creature, dragon wizard at rare. He's a 5-5. Five five. Yeah. And he has he has these lines of text. Uh, he can't be countered. Okay. He has flying. Well, yeah. Whenever you draw a card, Niv Mizzet deals one damage to any target. Varying flavor for Niv. Go on. Yeah. And whenever a player play- casts an instant or sorcery spell, you draw a card. Okay. Drawing a card so, off of a thing. Very Niv Mizzet. Okay. What's he cost? So, for example, Chemister's Insight, if I cast it with Niv Mizzet in play, I draw three cards and deal three damage, divided however I choose. <laughs> right? <laughs> now, you asked his mana cost. Well, he provides three blue devotion and three red devotion. But, John, in fact, are any of those costs- hybrid, though? No. He costs U U U R R R. So he what you're saying the that Ur Dragon. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I, I that one sadly. But he's also he stays six mana. He stays six CMC. Yeah, he's always six mana. He can't be countered. He has flying, and he does things when you draw cards. Quintessential control finisher. Yes, he doesn't have hexproof. Yes, he doesn't have flash. He doesn't have any of those fancy things. But and this time I, he's looking to the right. <laughs> that is true. He, he's looking to the right of the card instead of Fire the Mind left of the and Draco Genius look left. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Nivis Perrin, I think, is going to see standard play, whether now or whether after the after next year, after, you know, we get more uh, sets. Exelon and Dominaria rotates out. Yeah. I think that Nivis is going to see play. He's He is costed to move. Granted, you basically have to be only playing blue red, or you can be splashing a third color barely. Boy, sure, great! We got the Shocklands back. Yeah, our man is going to be real good for a little bit. Yeah, and no. I think Niv Mizzet is going to be a slam dunk. I think it's really going to depend on if a blue red contr- if control shifts to blue red. I think it will because um, or Jeskai. So, so, so here's my philosophy. So, after talking with one of my friends, Doug, who's been on the podcast before. Doug is very Doug is very good at magic, and one of the things he's best at is making mana bases for these three color decks. And he's he's very fond of playing mid range and control and control decks. Um, and the way that he put it is that if we base it off of how Return to Ravnica worked when it came out in standard before Gatecrash came out, basically those two color guilds are all going to be viable. So all five guilds from Guilds of Ravnica are going to be good. Are going to have good mana. You know, Boros, uh, Selesnya, Golgari. Um, is it a Demir? Then, if you are in a three-color deck that has two shock lands, your man is still going to be really good. So that's going to be Obzon, Soltai, 
Naya, Jeskai, and Grixis. Okay, that's fair. Oh, by the way, speaking now, of mana bases, I just want to give a give a quick shout out to my fiance's brother Will, who created a really cool little mana base calculator thing. He's been doing like year of coding stuff, and he decided to code a mana base calculator. And I use it; it's pretty pretty accurate. So there you go. Thanks, so, Will. Yeah. I will include the link um, in the uh, show notes. Yeah, in the show notes. Um, now. Jeskai and Grixis both have blue-red in them, so they could both play Niv-Mizzet. Um, oh, right. Forget and, about Grixis, because we get f- yeah. perfect Grixis mana this set. And basically... Well, not, not perfect, because we're missing uh, Blood Crypt. Okay, fine. We're getting pseudo-perfect. Pretty good. Like, very, very good mana. We're getting um, solid blue-red, because also Jeskai. Exactly. So. Yes. So Jeskai and Grixis are the two, two three-color set, three-color... Um, combos that have good mana in, in blue-red. Pivoting because pivoting Teamer, around blue-red, yeah. Yeah, because Teamer doesn't have Stomping Ground or Breeding Pool. Correct. It only has um, Steam Vents. Now, that said, the other thing that uh, someone pointed out to me is uh, we have Sarkin. So why worry about playing Niv-Mizzet in blue-red control and play him on turn four? Oh my god. <laughs> John, you crazy man. <laughs> Like five color dragons, uh, Niv's a dragon. I mean, you're not wrong. It depends it's, on how many other dragons we get. Yeah, it's 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 a crazy idea. I know, I know, but I think that Niv Mizzet is going to be very good. And quick, either... quick, somebody get Seth on the line. <laughs> Sounds like an against the odds <laughs> deck. Exactly. Oh yeah. Oh, no, he's already done five color dragons. I think. Well, I mean, revamp. He did it on arena. I think. Take yeah. take two. Take two. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think Nivisus is very, very good. I think he's going to see standard play. I would be surprised if he did. I, okay. Well, now you put it that way, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll give it to you. Okay. That's why I didn't take the uh, pie bet because I was like, I'll let him explain it first. Okay. But that's why I said pie bet first, and then okay. Anyways, you can't fool uh, me, homie. Ca- can't fool me. The next two cards are part of the ten split cards we're getting. Um, we're getting the cycle at rare, the cycle at uncommon, and there's a great uh, Twitter thread by Doug Byer about how they came up with the names for these. And basically all of them start with the same first three letters in alliteration. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty and good. It was just like, why did I do this to myself? Why? Uh, but they all work great. So Ian, you tell us about up. find it. <laughs> tell us about find and finality. Uh, so find and finality. Uh, f- f- the find, we'll go with the find half first. It's hybrid. So you can pay, you know, Either or for this, uh, wow, Golgari. So green, black, or green, black. So it's a two CMC card, two hybrid. Uh, is a sorcery. Return up to two target creature cards from your graveyard to your hand. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. Varying flavor for black, green. Finality is four black, green. So six CMC, because remember these are split with the hybrid side and gold side. So the gold side is sorcery. You may put two plus one plus one counters on a creature you control. Then all creatures get minus four minus four until end of turn. Yep. Stapling a pump on a languish. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's definitely worth six mana. I mean, yeah, languish is two black black for the minus four minus four. And this is, you're basically paying green, dumping a black pip and adding a generic. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Or two generic. I don't. I don't know if this card's good enough to see standard play. It's going to be destructive and limited. Like Oh, it's going to be your house and limited. 
like you either are you know getting a double grave digger or you're you're making a huge threat and sweeping the board i mean i would definitely first pick this card a hundred percent i mean it's even so worse, dumb. so worse comes to worse like you don't even worry about finality you're just playing find yeah and you exactly. can play fine in like We're, a green whatever you can play fine in a green white deck and never have to worry about the black mana ever and you could incidentally green, green is a you could, rough cost but well i mean you could incidentally pick up some guild gates here and there yeah because you've got like, that uh district guide you know in green big, big, yeah so yeah find a finality is going to be bonkers and limited i don't know if it's going to see standard play but it's going to be like is it just it's going to be a bonkers. good it's going to be a really good card in limited yeah I mean, it might not be like the bomb rare, but it's like a pretty dang good rare, especially if you're drafting. Oh, yeah. a, um, if you're able to get around with an X five, it's a big yeah. big butts, or even an X three, yeah. and then you pump that X three and keep it around. So, yep, it is just going to be really silly. Um, John, so the next one though, I'm going to give you this one because oh, it's it's in your flavor, oh, it's in your colors. So, uh, John, what does response? Uh, what's response and resurgence do? So, so response has the same cost as find, except in Boros. So it's either red, red, white, white, or red, white. It is an instant that says response deals five damage to target attacking or blocking creature. Pretty um, good. Pretty good. Which is very, very good. Um, and we we've seen Gideon's reproach be playable um, in limited at one and a white deal four. Um, in Caldus limited, impeccable timing one and a white deal three was really good. It's um, Sam blast with a little harder mana cost. It, yeah, and exactly. One, it's one cheaper, uh, but a little. It's got double color. Yeah, and also uh, the reason why it says attacking or blocking creature because it's hybrid is because red can deal damage to anything, but white can only really deal damage to attacking or blocking creatures. So that's why it fits within the hybrid theme. Yep. Resurgence, on the other hand, is three red-white for a sorcery. Creatures you control gain first strike and vigilance until end of turn. After this main phase, there is an additional combat phase followed by an additional main phase. It is a relentless assault. So this literally just shoehorns a combat and a main phase in between the normal combat and second main phase pretty much is that where is it, that it, how it fits in there basically i'm pretty i'm pretty sure that's how that works um well because i know now, a lot relentless of assault because relentless assault reads untap all creatures that attack this turn you may declare an additional attack during your main phase yeah, this turn a so lot like, of these additional combat step cards say untap you know the other your other creatures this one doesn't which makes me want to wait until I see the full rules release. About it's whether vigilance. I, I need to John. be casting this on my main phase. No, I know it says vigilance, but I'm talking about like normally you cast these during your second main phase to get additional combat stuff. Oh, this one reads like you want to cast it in your first main phase, and I want to make sure before I make any huge declarations that that means you're going to get an additional combat step. Yeah, that's fair. Um, now, also, thank God, uh, Torrential Gear Hulk is rotating um oh well, no no i don't well hmm this is a weird one well you would you would cast because i'm pretty res- sure that you, you, can, you can target response and then you cast resurgence i think that's that would have still worked no it does no, so basically it, no that's how that's how the uh that's how uh commit to memory worked yeah uh so yeah so response so also if you're playing response to res- response and resurgence in the same deck as strange gear hulk i want to know what you're what you're doing because that sounds spicy Oh, yeah. Kitchen table magic, bro. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to jump the gun a little bit on this one because this is like a card that I actively play a lot. Um, because guess what's reprinted? It's your boy. Goblin Electromancer. Yeah. yeah. 
He's a blue-red for a 2-2 goblin wizard, uh, and he reads instant sorcery spells you cast cost one less to cast. So this is just, again, if you don't know what it is, this is your prototypical storm creature. Yep. And by storm right creature, now, I mean this... the creature you play in storm because it gives you a mana cost reduction, therefore all your rituals net you even more mana. Your mana morphos nets you mana. Yeah. You go, you go ham. You go ham with your... Vectromancer. Goblin Electromancer turns your pyretic rituals and desert rituals into dark rituals, and it's just busted. Um, yep. Now, this also has different flavor text, which I don't know how, if I like this one more than the last one. What was the last uh, one? The last one is, um, whenever a is it, whenever you ask an instant mage for power, they always say more or something like that. Okay. They always they always want more power to do things. I kind of like is this results, one. Result, 725, or seven, result 752, Rapid Mass Redistribution. Result 753. Calamitous reverse synthesis. Result one set one fifty four. Act acute disarrayment. Is it research notes? Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, now I do want to go ahead and hand it off to you because this one has probably one of the best names I've ever seen on a card. Hey kids, just want to ask you a question real quick. You ever wonder what would happen if Snoop Dogg named a magic card? Well, wonder no longer because we've got hypothesisle. <laughs> Yo, I gotta, I gotta make a little hypothesis right now. <laughs> anyway, hypothesis yeah. is a three blue and a red instant at common that reads draw two cards. Then you may discard a non land card. When you do, hypothesis deals four damage to target creature. So you draw the two, and then it's a may clause. You can just leave it at draw two cards for five mana. Cool. But. Which is a little, little below rate. It's a little below rate, because remember we got. Uh, blanking on the name already. Chemistry's insight for Chemistry's, four mana. Yeah. Four mana draw to it instant, and you get jumpstart on it. But if you happen to draw a dud, you can just be like, "I'm gonna discard this card," and then you deal four damage to target creature. So you just roast them. Yep. Boom. Roasted. This is gonna be a really good card in limited. It is a little bit. It is a lot of mana, but it's gonna be a great limited removal trick. Yeah. And the, yeah. the wording is when you do because of the May clause. So it, it, you don't get that four damage. It's really weird. It's a, ref, it's a reflexive trigger, kids. There's a couple of these in the set, right? There are. There are a couple of them. Uh, we'll get to one later. Um, but this is what, basically what's happened is I cast Hypothesis. I'm going to draw two cards. Okay. Then I'm going to discard a non-land card. So, and then the triggered ability is going to probably is going to target a creature. So John, so John, with again, reflexive... I'll wait for the, I'll wait for the rules notes to come out. Okay, so I'm assuming I'm going to go with how I would assume this would work on Magic Online. Okay, so I cast Hypothesis. I draw the two. At that point, the game itself like gives you a, a, a pause to say, "Would you like to discard a non-land card?" And you can click the yes/no binary option. Yes. I'm assuming that's how it would work. Is you could be like, "I choose not to just like you." Ha- you get a pause. Yes, I'm assuming it holds priority for for you to decide whether you want to discard. Yeah, then you di- which makes choose- it which would make it a little tricky to like if you're trying to counter this card because um, I put this on the stack before knowing what creature you're, I want to target, but it's probably going to be obvious which creature I want to target. I don't know. I'm going to wait for the rules release notes to come out because these reflexive triggers are always have been a little weird. They're always hinky, but yeah, I I think how yeah. it is is. Okay, I just want to add one more thing because, okay, so I've... It's a lot easier on creatures than it is on spells. Let me put it that way. Yeah, so anyway, sorry, I've, so I've drawn to two, right? And I've done my pause and I've decided to discard a non-land card. So I've discarded the card. The when I do trigger for the roast happens. 
So roast trigger yes. on the stack targeting thing. Your opponent can then respond to that when you do deals four damage trigger, correct? Correct. Okay, there you go. They can respond to that. Yeah, no, no, that's what I was saying. That's what I was, that's yeah, the point yeah, I was, I I was just getting at I don't think they can that. counter it is the thing. Yeah, it's weird. Oh, no, no. By that point, the card's already resolved. The card is resolving, I yeah, should say, yeah. at that point. Yeah, you've Correct. already missed your chance. No, no, yeah. I just wanted to do yeah. that for the folks at home. They're saying like, hey, you remember, yeah. you can respond to the damage thing if you have a pump or a protection kind of spell. So Exactly. So since I doubled up, Ian, I'll let you take this one because... So oh, remember, baby. <laughs> so this kid's what we call a callback. Eh? Eh? Yeah. So remember yeah. that story spotlight I told you, said that, yeah, we technically know the order of with guild summit because this card's assassin's trophy green and a black instant at rare it's a story spotlight card that shows Esperia from guild summit dead how'd she die well petrified at that yes the card reads destroy target permanent and opponent controls that's right kids destroy target permanent permanent its controller may search their library for a basic land card, put it on the battlefield, then shuffle their library. Hey, you like a better abrupt decay with a path to exile style effect stapled on it? Sure. Okay. The, the Twitter went bonkers when this got previewed. Uh, and it was given to Luis Scott Vargas for Channel Fireball because this card is, is as I'm good as advertised. pretty sure it was like the first card of, like, the way they timed it, it was the first card officially unveiled. Yeah, it was like day. one of the first or second cards officially previewed or whatever it was. Yeah. This card, um, once it's printed, will immediately change the landscape of Eternal Formats. Correct. It will be a shoe-in for almost every Commander deck because in Commander, you'll gladly pay two mana to turn your opponent's whatever into a land. I'm pretty sure um, people are going to not care about the cannot-be-countered clause on abrupt decay like abrupt decay has some uses that assassin's trophy does not get around for example abrupt decay gets around chalice of the void correct however but but trophy can d- deal with anything so anything. some of, some of the best articles i've seen about this are li- like literally listing the top 10 things you can destroy with it and numbers one two and three on the list on star city games are the tron lands yeah, this actually so one of the black green X decks biggest dog matchups where they are not favored and it's really hard for them to win is Tron because one of the maxims of Magic is if you're if you're playing a mid range deck or you're playing kind of the fair deck like aggro mid range to control variants, the deck that is slightly bigger than yours is going to win. Oh, correct. And yeah, I mean, Jund, Tron goes way over, goes way over Jund. Yeah, Jund, Jund and Abzan. Yeah, Jund and Abzan want to play the grindy game, and like whatever you do, Tron can stumble on. Tron can never assemble Tron, and still be like, "Oh, it's turn eight. All right, here's my seventh land. Here's a, here's a hard cast Karn. You're yeah. your, your host." And whereas Trophy, because it can hit lands, is the big thing. The fact that it hits lands is huge. This deals with any permanent that the black green decks can are going to want to have trouble with. Um, yes, it gives. Yes, it ramps them, and yes, that's that is a downside. Yes, that land comes into play untapped, which is also a downside. Um, but Assassin's Trophy is just really, really powerful. And I want to mention this because uh, one of my Twitter follows is Caleb Shearer, the Storm Master uh, on the SCG circuit, and he tweeted out saying that Assassin's Trophy is the best thing. To, to happen to modern storm so far this set i actually wanted to ask you about this and i figured i'd save it for the we, I, I, I figured we would mention on the podcast so 
I have a feeling why that is, but explain to the kids at home and the fine, so the fine me, let's call the fine folks at home. Yeah. It, it took me a while to figure it out, to think about it for a second and kind of really process what the card does. Because on its surface, it's just like an abrupt decay, right? For a storm, you know, kill your thing, whatever. But then I, I realized that it replaces whatever you hit with a basic land. So let's say that I play my Baral or my Electromancer on turn two and I say go. And then my opponent, who's playing Black Green X, whether it's Jund, Obzon, Sultai, whatever, they go, okay, trophy, your Electromancer. Trophy, your Baral. And I go, okay. Put it in my discard, put it in my graveyard, go grab it up an island or a mountain, put it into play, carry on with my turn. On my next turn, on my turn three, I'll untab. I'll ideally play a land and I'll have four mana on turn three so that I can not only play my creature, that if I have another one in hand, but that I can also start ritualing and still leave up mana to remand if they play another removal spell or still be able to go off in response to their removal spell. Now, the downside of this card is I think that if your pl- decks are playing a lot of Assassin's Trophies, they're playing a lot of Thought Seizes, they're playing a lot of Inquisitions, which aren't great for Storm. Yeah, it's going to, your but, hand attack's going to be around, but decks are going to have to learn. De- the format is good. Like, this will definitely, I don't know the size of the impact it's going to make on Modern, but it's going to make an impact. And also, alongside Assassin's Trophy and, um, and Field of Ruin, Alongside Path to Exile, which has been in the format for a while, decks are now actively and consciously having to put more basics in their deck. Yeah, I have noticed Tron. It, Tron has really switched over. It, it flirted with Colorless for a while, and then it flirted with Black Green or Green Black. Now it's and like now mono it's, green. it's basically Mono Green at this point because they're just, I mean, Ancient Stirrings is just a hell of a magic card. And yeah. they've, I mean, they switched from obviously going even further back, Red Green and for a while blue white tron or mono blue tron it was weird tron's gone through some variations and they've switched over there's a to lot of green. ways that you can play tron yeah but they've switched over to green out now at this point um i think they're playing like four or five basics in your deck in their deck so yeah they're gonna have they're gonna have some hits but it's not gonna be as and then eldrazi tron's playing basic wastes for Path to Exiles and, and Field of Ruins and whatnot, and they're going to have to play Wastes for Assassin's Trophies as well. Like, what th- this card does a lot of things that every deck is going to have to consider, whether you're the deck that wants to play Trophy or whether you're the deck that has to play against Trophy. It's a really interesting kind of card to try to evaluate. Now, in Modern, something that this does do, if you're playing the Black-Green Mirror or you're playing against a Black deck, and you're playing a creature matchup, and let's say I'm playing, let's say I'm playing Black Green, and I'm playing against Grixis Control. It's their turn four, they tap out for a Jace, and I have a Tarmogoyf in play. I go, okay, Trophy or Jace attack. They put a Swamp into play off of Trophy, and then they Fatal Push my Goyf. Okay. Who won that trade? Was it me who got the Jace off the board? Or was it my opponent who, you know, brainstormed once with Jace, and then managed off because of the Revolt trigger to you know, push my Tarmogoyf or push my Tireless Tracker or whatever. This is a lot of very interesting decisions built into it. And this is going to be like, do you know how much it's pre-ordering for? It's 30. It's a, it's somewhere around there. The last I saw it, I heard that it was pre-ordering. I am sold out on card kingdom for 28. Okay. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, Will was mentioning it was sold out around that much. Yeah. Yeah, because I mentioned the other. Uh, I'm I, mentioned, it up right now. I mentioned the other day about search Rescanta being like, whew. Yeah, I was wondering how much. Search, search is like twenty one dollars now, and I bought yeah. three of them for t- twenty. 
Yeah. So right now, Assassin's Trophy on on Card Kingdom is thirty five bucks if you want to pre order it. Yeah. Well, all right. So I'll look at this. And they, um, and, and they have two. And they have two available. Well, see, here's the thing. Like, I know how Card Kingdom does their pre-orders. Is if they sell out at a certain price range like that, they will bump it up the, the, a certain the, yeah, degree. Yeah, the usual pattern is sells out at this price, restock it at this price. Sells out at this price, restock it at a higher price. Um, yeah, this is a card that is just so. I'll tell you this. I has, I I personally will not like thirty five dollars is a price level in which I will not pre-order any card. Period. I would pre-order a Planeswalker for that price. I'm not pre-ordering a, a, a removal spell for that price. I've been burned on Planeswalkers before, John. No, I know. <laughs> I have to. It wasn't Narset. That's good. To be fair, actually, I don't think I've actually ever pre-ordered a Planeswalker. It's more of like I opened one and then didn't sell it right away, and then it st- stopped oh, plummeted. Don't. We, could do a, we could do a whole episode on Buyer's Remorse if you want to. I mean, we could. We should, probably put, <laughs> we should put that in like the topics thing. No, because I'm talking about Sarkhan, the dragon, the... Oh, Sarkin Dragon Speaker? Sure. Yeah, sure, from sure. uh cons. cons. Yeah. I opened a pack foil of it when it was going for like fifty or sixty bucks and I didn't sell it. And like uh, that pack foil today is worth like three dollars. Gotcha. I don't care. All it's right. signed by Darken though, and it's pretty rad. And sometimes it gets in my Jessica Highlander deck, so eh, it's all good. Hey, speaking of cards right. that were expensive, John. That were expensive. Not anymore. Welcome back, friend. Welcome back, chromatic lantern. Because Probably the best card printed for Commander in the original, in well, in RTR block. Probably ever. Chromatic Lantern. Three mana, artifact at rare. Taps, add one mana of any color. Lands you control have, tap, add one mana of any color. It's It gives you perfect mana. Do you want to play all the colors, Ian? All the colors <laughs> of Chromatic the Lantern. Land, Chromatic Lantern lets you. Let's you paint, this, it lets you paint with all the colors of the wind. Yeah, this card is great. It's going to be, I think it's first pickable limited. Helps you incentivize you go in five colors. Now, the reason, or, now the reason why we're, oh yeah, anyway, keep going. I'll, but yeah, no, no, go ahead. I was going to say, the reason why we're so happy it's getting a reprint is because this card had, even though, all right, so it was printed in Return to Ravnica. It got a masterpiece invention in Kaladesh and it was reprinted in Commander 2016. However, because of how versatile this card is, thanks EDH, it was $15. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's going to be cheaper again, and thank God for that. Yeah. Chromatic Lantern, I'm so happy to see you back. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to it's going to help a lot of greed. Remember that five-colored dragons deck I was talking about? Yeah, it's true. Chromatic Lantern. Hey, remember how we had Manolith in standard <laughs> for a while? JK Lowell. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Strictly better Manolith. <laughs> yes, 100%. Uh, next card I wanted to talk about. Uh, is uh, Sunhome Stalwart. Sunhome Stalwart is one in the white for a human soldier at Uncommon. He has two. He's a two-two with first strike and mentor. Strictly better bear. A really good bear. Like oh man. I don't know. At this point, bear. I just love saying strictly better bear because basically all bears these days are just strictly better. It's true. I mean, creatures are good. Our creatures are creatures have been getting better and better and better as time has gone on. And Sunhome Stalwart. It's a really good bear. It's uncommon. Like, yeah, all right, let's put it this way. Like, maybe 10 years ago, this would have been a rare. Yeah. I'm also a sucker for um, cards that remind me of Seeker of the Way, and this reminds me a little bit of Seeker of the Way. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I like Seeker of the Way better than this one, though. I mean, yeah, but they're very different cards. See, my issue is that this next card we're going to talk about doesn't take advantage of Mentor, even though it's called Fresh Face I mean, Recruit. <laughs> 
I mean, it does. It's a one in a Boros hybrid for a 2-1 human soldier, a common that says as long as it's your turn, fresh face recruit has first strike. But it doesn't take advantage of Mentor because it only counts if it's lesser power. Well, not for Sunhome Stalwart, but there's gonna there's higher cre- there are creatures that are bigger that have I know. higher power than I'm two. Just, I'm just comparing the two back-to-back, John. Come on. No, I know. This. So is Sunhome Stalwart you now and fresh face recruit when you enlisted? Yeah. That's true. I mean, Sunhome Stalwart. Is, <laughs> Sunhome Stalwart is a good card against with tokens. Fresh face yes. recruit is a good card against can tokens. Attack. Can attack into tokens. Can't block them though. No, not good at blocking them. I mean, he's a soldier. He's a Boros soldier. He he knows how to go fighty. He only knows fighting. All right, Ian, talk okay. to us about March of the Multitudes. Besides the fact it's got amazing Zach Stell starting, Flavel Flip is back. <laughs> he's he's hiding. He's, he's he got lost again. Surprise! I mean, totally lost. <laughs> Color me surprised. Anyway, March of the Multitudes. It's an X green white white instant at mythic rare. It has convoke. Now again, we'll remind you guys what convoke is. Your creatures can help cast the spell. Each creature you tap while casting the spell pays for one or one mana of that creature's color. So. You can use the creatures to pay for green or pay for the white, or you can just tap a bunch of extra ones to pay X. Because remember, tapping one of those actually will pay a mana into X. So what does it do? Create X-1-1 white soldier token creatures with lifelink. So I heard you like soldiers. Yeah, bro. (laughs) (laughs) It was funny. Shivam was like, why isn't this card Boros? And it's like, convoke. But still, no, like any kind of like, soldier creation thing he's just like give me the soldiers give me the soldiers i don't blame him the guy loves his soldier tokens yeah it, it, it's, it's, a, it's his thing but no march of multitudes is bananas uh it's instant, basically the same mana cost as sphinx's rev instant speed just this kind of ability is ridiculous like secure, secure the, waste. the waste yeah but cool. but this is cool. secure the waste was remember secure waste was x and a white instant so you have to pay two more to get two more and another color to get March of the Multitudes for the same kind of thing. However, Convoke means if you have stuff on the battlefield already, you literally have that much extra mana. Which is Thank God these soldiers aren't green and white. Yeah, that would be disgusting. So what I was thinking about is that um, you could March of the Multitudes into another March of the Multitudes, but because the soldiers are white, you need you would need to leave up a green mana. I just have to say, like, yeah this this card and there's so many cool token creatures at one one that get made by a lot of cards recently that chain whirlers just like ugh, i hate that that hey, card march, march is an instant well that's so true but also it'll get around it. and everyone's like oh everyone's complaining about chain whirl and everyone's just like yo there's also plague mare that does the same thing technically yep yep <laughs> yep yeah i mean all right tokens are great they're awesome so john what about this next card so the next card is kind of the what we used to be the prototypical uh, I hate the last block card. Um, this is Bounty Agent, uh, a card that I'm thinking about putting in my queue. It is a one and a light for a human soldier at rare to 2-2 two, two with Vigilance, True. and it reads tap and sack. Uh, destroy target legendary permanent that's an artifact, creature, or enchantment. Strictly better bear. No, this won't see humans yep. play. No, it won't. There's not many legends it wants to kill. Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, great, can be great in cube, great in commander, gonna be pretty good in standard. Uh, doesn't hit planeswalkers, which is a little awkward. 
which is why which is why they which is why they have to ha- add the that's an artifact creature or enchantment part to that clause now or they could have well, said they also don't want this destroying lands oh right right yeah because it could you know hit it could, it could, yeah they, they, i just i think they just didn't want this hitting lands is the big thing so but but Boros, and the is going to be very good naya panza what <laughs> yeah yeah exactly all then you have you get to play ley line of uh what's the blue ley line name that turns everything legendary whatever it doesn't matter um card's not good Next card is a card that I oh man. So this is the three damage oh, one I was talking card. about. Anyway, John, what's def, what's card. deafening clarion do? Oh, I love this card. It's one red white for a clarion. rare sorcery. It says choose one or both. Uh deafening clarion deals three damage to each creature. Or creatures you control gain lifelink until end of turn. I mean Porcinolos Dose. <laughs> so it's uh if you're playing Just Guy Control, this is a Sweltering Suns and Anger of the Gods that you're totally fine playing probably just as is or you play it with uh with the lifelink clause as well so you can just swing a race back in your favor uh it's gonna be bonkers and limited um i'm interested to see if a big boros deck emerges because that would be another deck where definitely clarion would just be absurd either as a main deck card or out of the sideboard yeah where you can be like okay i'm playing against vampires okay deal three kill all your weenie vampires give all my dudes lifelink crunch I, if yeah. if Jeskai control if Jeskai Teferi or some sort of control deck like that is in standard, this card will most likely see cyber play. Yeah. Now the next card would all would see main deck play in a Jeskai Teferi control deck. Ian, what does Ionize do? So in the vein of a three CMC counterspell, unconditional counterspell, I should say, Ionize is one blue red instant at rare counter target spell. Ionize deals two damage to that spell's controller. I mean, That's cancel, cancel plus shock. Sure, okay. And all I had only to do to the dome. only to the dome. But I mean, it's still a good way to just counter punch. Yeah. Hey. This this is uh this is a card that will like Jeskai control mirrors or get, or even like Rix's control can play this and be like, okay, cool, cool, okay. You know, nug you gives me a little bit of flashbacks to mind swipe. Uh, which would kill you out of nowhere in Kazatark here sometimes. Yeah, if you had a um, oh, what's it called? If you had a Electromancer in play, this is just strictly better counter squall. Yeah, it's true. It's I mean, damage damage versus lose life. You know, it's yeah, a little bit different, but either way, same this, thing is this, this gets doubled by by uh, Furnace of Wrath. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I love your like <laughs> your weird out of nowhere. Uh, corner cases like that it's pretty good it's like i'm a judge or something yeah <laughs> anyways it's uh, it looks pretty cool um again like we mentioned with nim is it if blue red becomes the control deck here you go yeah i mean it was you know turn to gear hold plus red cards equals good time yeah oh before we go to this last one though i, yeah. I want to just curse you out personally why? Because of that tweet you made from the account earlier, dude. I, I mean, it's true. Because Dream I mean, don't, don't, don't Eater. To <laughs> <laughs> so the card Dream Eater. Oh, jeez. Oh, uh, this card. So Dream Eater, four, blue, blue, creature, nightmare sphinx at mythic. It's a four, three. So, John, what a sphinx. What's it going to have? Yeah. Uh, it's going to have flying. Yep. What if I told you this had um, flash? I mean, that's pretty good. Okay. What if I said when it enters the battlefield, surveil four? 
that that's that's very powerful i would i would probably play that card in limited a lot so remember reflexive triggers guess what kids they're back yeah so yep. after you have surveilled four or it says when you do you may return target non-land permanent and opponent controls to its owner's hand yeah target so this is the one non-land that really it's permanent yeah and opponent controls and opponent controls yeah so dream eater um it's also a four three which is kind of fragile so basically how this happens is I cast Dream Eater. Dies to Wizard's Lightning. Dies to a lot of things. I cast Dream Eater. I then Surveil 4. So I make my choices for Surveil 4. And then when I'm done, I put another trigger on the stack of the unsummoning or dispersing of a permanent. I think Unsummon's only creatures, and, so Disperse is a better one. Yeah. So basically, you won't know what I'm bouncing off of Dream Eater until after I have Surveilled. So that, we can, so that the player who's playing Dream Eater gets more information. Which is great, honestly. Yeah. Now, so remember, remember, flash, remember when so... you remember when you surveil, you look at all four cards at once. You don't look at yes, like one at a time. Just grab four cards. Make sure you take only four. Don't take more. You can take less, but then you have to grab another one. Um, yeah, five, so five, meter, five is right out. Four is just right. Um. So, but so dream meter is kind of costed um, as a control finisher for standard. The fact that it's a 4-3 is awkward because there's a lot of cards that kill it, like the aforementioned Wizard's Lightning or Lightning Strike. Um, it dies to Deafening Clarion. There's a lot of things that this card is, will die to. It's very powerful, and the card selection it provides is no joke. Um, it'll be interesting to see where this card lands up. It's a it's monster. It's a it's just a monster limited, just like you know, Flash 4-3 Flyer card selection bouncer bouncer thing untap crunch it's it's very very dumb yeah it's you know it's pretty crazy yeah it is um but that's gonna do it for our uh kind of run over the previews we did manage to do it in time we said we we did so ha ha we did it (laughs) uh next week's gonna be well next week we may actually just you know do a long we'll just talk the preview card and then talk about the rest of the cards that have been previewed since uh since this comes out because oh man Guild sure why not sweet. why not a live version of eyes on the mize you know yeah oh um, crap yeah, so that means i have to actually do work in making <laughs> no I, I needed to do it anyway for uh creating a overlay ish type thing yeah. for um card previews and stuff like or at least our our preview card because we're going to show the art we're going to have yep. us in it we're doing a 20 questions ish 20 ish i don't know for those who haven't played 20 questions remember it's you think of a thing then the other person gets 20 yes or no questions is it bigger than a bread box yeah like if i'm if i'm if i tell Ian i'm thinking of a fruit he can ask me yes or no question about it yeah so there's there's going to be things we'll like kind of drop some hints about um in terms of the card when we're doing it and stuff like that to kind of help things along it's going to be real interesting to see kind of how it, what people think of it. Cause we're excited. Cause think about it. Like you'll need to have this opportunity and B because I, I think our card's really, smart. our card is, it's very interesting. I'll just leave it at that. Indeed. Cause remember, so you're, so, you have to think of stuff like CMC, you know, card type name, text box, potential, artist. potential power toughness. We're going to do the art first. Well, yeah. Because the art will help lead into guessing parts of the card. Yeah. So, but okay. no, it's going to be fun. You know, 
there's potential C, there's potential power toughness there's potential cmc weirdness there's you know rarity rarity yeah, yeah we'll do rarity too i'm cool with rarity yeah yeah anyways yeah, it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a lot of fun so ian if people want to catch us next week for the live stream reveal of our guilds of Ravnica preview card hey, how can they find that information so you guys can first follow me on twitter at twitter.com slash dixonij that's d-i-x-o-n-i-j and then go hit the follow like subscribe and alert button wherever the hell they called on twitch at twitch.tv slash dicks that's d-i-x because that way you'll get an alert when we go live plus if you follow me on twitter you'll see it if you follow john on twitter you'll see it if you follow the count on twitter you'll see it because we're all gonna be retweeting all of this plus i believe uh john and i haven't yet discussed how exactly we're gonna do the social media push the minute we reveal the card but i'm pretty sure we're gonna gin up a reddit post so the minute that yes. the card is finally revealed one of us will just hit post yep. i'm gonna leave it up to you probably because i'm gonna be controlling the stream for that one yes i'll, uh, I'll let i'm okay i'll let that. you get the karma uh, by the way, uh, we just had a uh, live preview from the uh, Wizards um, Japanese account. Oh. Just now. Oh. Uh, Disdainful Stroke is back. Which Disdainful Stroke? This one. Yeah. Uh, one of the blue instant counter target spell with CMC4 or more. Oh my gosh, I can bust out my promos again. Yes. Yeah. Yep. The ones it, with the dragons on them are so cool. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be sweet. Um, if you want to reach me on Twitter, you can find me at jwiley129. That's J-W-I-L-E-Y-129. I'm also on Twitch at the same handle. Um, again, follow my account. Uh, I'll be retweeting most of Ian's tweets about our preview card and whatnot. Uh, so will our podcast account, which, by the way, is at Eyes of the Mize. Uh, if you have a more personal question, you can shoot us an email at eyesofthemize at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback about how we can best improve the podcast for you, our lovely listeners. Don't forget to leave a comment. Like, share, and subscribe. Um, <laughs> on behalf of Ian, I'm John. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you all next time.